Hello, everyone. Welcome to Jalo of the Month Club. I am your host, Diana Koch. On this episode, I have the privilege of virtually chatting with director James Wan. Responsible for creating Saw, Insidious, and The Conjuring Universe, James returns to his original horror roots with his upcoming supernatural thriller, Malignant. The film stars Annabelle Wallace as a woman who begins to have terrifying visions of gruesome murders, only to discover not just that the killings are real and that she is witnessing them in real time, but also that the killer has ties to her mysterious past. Stay tuned after the interview for an exclusive first listen to a hair-raising scene from Malignant. You can follow Jowl of the Month Club on Twitter and Instagram at Club. Malignant arrives in theaters and on HBO Max on September 10th. Hi, Diana. Hi, (laughs) James. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Yeah, likewise. So on Jalo of the Month Club, I like to dive into deeper meanings behind films. I dive into the subversive themes behind a movie. Malignant Mm. has a lot to say in regard to PTSD, trauma, abusive relationships. But let's kick off this interview with something not so deep. Does Malignant exist within the same world as Saw and Dead Silence? (laughs) Um, I think that all my movies, they do somewhat exist in the same way because they came from my head and, and all my characters in my head live in this James Wan kind of world. And, uh, and I guess, you know, um, you know it, someone pointed out that uh, the character George Young played in the movie, Kikoa Shaw, has yeah. the same last name as Mary Shaw. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that they inhabit that same physical space but uh but obviously they all come from you know um all my characters come from a a, a place that that I'm inspired by that I'm influenced by that I'm affected and inspired by so uh so you know a lot of the things that make me who I am like I I my own personality and traits end up in these characters yeah yeah so I noticed the Shaw last name so that's why right right (laughs) Malignant is your first studio film written and co-created by women. Is there a different dynamic or perspective with working alongside the opposite gender? It's interesting that, um, that, that yeah, I mean, definitely in, in a big way. Um, when Ingrid first sort of pitched me the overall concept, you know, she's, she's really into like, you know, um, you know she, she, she finds... Sort of, sort of these med- medical stories really fascinating and how the mind works. She's really into like understanding how mental health, how it affects people. And so, you know, and so a lot of those things that, that really, that, that she holds dear about, that she reads and think about a lot is really at the heart of this film. And, uh, and the fact that um, the concept came from a female, the script was written by a female, and Annabelle Wallace playing it really took to all of those elements as well. Um, geez, I mean, it could not be more obvious, you know, with uh, with the thing that we're dealing with here about here's a woman who's literally been oppressed her whole life by all the different males in her life. And obviously, Gabriel is the worst one of them all. And, uh, and how she needs to overcome all these bad people in her life. 
um, to try and discover herself and find out who she is. I mean, and so, so, so these are all themes that are very important to, uh, to Ingrid and to uh, Kayla and, and Annabelle as well. And, and me, obviously, as the film, as the director behind it too. How was it working with your wife being so close to someone and the subject matter is very deep? Uh, I've never really worked with anyone to that capacity before. So, you know, like I had to be careful that I don't get to, you know, right. there is that fine line of like, oh, okay, I better not say things that way because she's going to be upset with me <laughs> once I leave the set. So, uh, but, you know, but we, we had the same aspiration with this, you know, and it, and it was really fun to kind of collaborate with someone that, you know, that you live with and that is sort of, you know, a big part of your life. And, uh, and I just got to remember that um, this is as much her movie as it is mine as well. Right. Yeah. So over the last 20 years, you frequently worked with the same writing team. How was the writing process different with this new team on Malignant? Well, um, uh, Kayla Cooper had written a movie called Megan for us at the Tommy Monster. So I'm very familiar with work. I've met her a bunch of times and I know her. And, uh, and yet, and so when we were looking for writers, we, we, we were very mindful that we, feel, we felt like this movie would best be served from a female screenplay writer. So that way they could kind of, you know, make sure all those themes stay intact and, uh, and bring whatever else is needed to it. And so, you know, so when, um, when we worked with, with Akela on Megan, I felt that, um, that, you know, she would be a great one to kind of take our ideas and uh, our concept and overall, and, and, you know, bring it to life on, you know, um, with her screenplay. I tend to think that when films tackle certain subjects, it's really important to get someone that has experienced it. So I really enjoyed that most of the team behind it, well, they were women. Well, so. no, you're, you're right. I mean, if you're going to delve in that world, you, you kind of want the correct representation from that world. Yeah, absolutely. And you seem like a very hands-on director. I know that you built the original Jigsaw in the first <laughs> Saw movie, which kudos yeah. to you because that was awesome. <laughs> Since then, you've gone on to make some really large-scale action movies. I imagine that there's a good bit of pressure transitioning from big-budget superhero movies back into more of your indie horror roots. Can you talk about your desire to get back into smaller-scale horror films? Yes. Um, whenever I make those big films, I get so sick and tired of them. I, I get sick and tired of the, the kind of pressure that comes with making these 10 films. And so immediately in me, as I'm shooting it, as I'm editing it, as I'm post-productioning it, I'm like, oh, I want my next film to be smaller. And, and that's exactly what I've done basically through my career is uh, I've kind of, I've sort of wavered between the bigger movie and then I go to the smaller one and then the bigger ones and back and forth. And I think that's good because I, I don't like to keep repeating myself. I mean, I'm, I am making Aquaman 2 right now, but I didn't want to jump straight into two from number one. I needed a pellet cleanser in between that. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I harbored the desire to want to do something like what I started my career with, with Saw, Dead Silence, Death Sentence as well. And, uh, you know, to, to go back and make something that was more gritty and more visceral. And especially after the last 10 years where I've, you know, I've become known as the ghostly supernatural jump scare guy with Insidious and, and Conjuring, I felt that my next horror film I didn't want to do a jump scare movie and I felt like I want to kind of go back to kind of what I started with but at the same time 
coming up with a, an original story that isn't based on an IP because I felt like if it's not connected to something, there's less sort of um, pressure to make it a certain way. You know, like, you know, audiences would have a certain way if it was based on a book, they would read characters in a different way or a comic or whatever, right? And I did not want to do that. I, I wanted to just create my own an original IP um, and, you know, and just have the freedom to, to, to do an original piece just because I don't think we do, you know, um, they're not, we don't make as many original stuff as we used to. And so whenever I can get the opportunity and the chance to do that, I would like to do that. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like there's only a finite amount of story to tell. Um, yes. So I think that you have to kind of blend genres and put a little new spin or like new packaging on it. And I think that you did that with Malignant. Yeah, uh, it really is that. Um, I think, you know, um, lots of filmmakers have said that. Um, Sam Raimi has even said it as well, that there's only <laughs> like 10 or 11 stories and we're all just finding new ways to tell those same stories, right? What I like to do with all my films, whether it's horror or, or, or my big budget action films is... I like to start with a foundation, a story foundation that feels somewhat familiar. So, in the case of *Malignant*, you know, it, it's um, it's a uh, you know, it's it's a murder mystery. It's a detective story, you know, where you, the character is trying to find out, you know, what happened to her in her past. And so, that is something that we all we've seen many movies or many stories based around that. But then within that, that's when I like to go in there and fuck it up, <laughs> like to change things right. up and, and make it feel different. And, uh, and so that is the key, you know, with trying to make something more outrageous, more crazy, and, but, but started out with a foundation that is a bit more accessible and then uh, pull people in that way and then, you know. <laughs> and I know that you have previously talked about your love of Jalo films by Dario Argento and Mario Bava. I felt Malignant had a little bit of like Frank Henenlotter and Stuart Gordon influence a little bit. Like yeah. when you're creating the story, were there any films in particular that you drew inspiration from? Um, I, I don't necessarily have one movie in particular or, or, or one filmmaker. Malignant truly is kind of a, a combination of, you know, of things that I love. And, uh, and yes, it's a genre blender the blender being my head <laughs> and this is the product of that blending I, I referenced the eyes of laura mars as well because there was a, a period in that time in the early 90s and in the late 80s where there were a lot of sort of serial killer movie or more specifically your lead heroine would see murders through the point of view of killer right mm -hmm. and uh, and so i kind of <laughs> go even deeper into the into that subgenre and use that as as a basis to sort of start off with and but of course you know do it my way uh you know and, and it's not you know it's nothing like eyes of laura mars at the end of the day but you know if i have to equate it to something that's what i would equate it to but yeah it really it, it, it's it's <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so i like that you touched on eyes of laura mars i like to close the podcast with a segment called flavor of the month this is a recommendation. It could be a movie, a show, a book, really anything that you think would pair well with your film. I had two suggestions for the listeners. Uh -huh. One of mine was Eyes of Laura Mars from oh, 1978, but I'll let you go. Is there anything that you would recommend to the listeners that would be a good counterpart for Malignant? Oh, my goodness. Um, wait, wait. Yes, yes. Go and listen to Brian Ferry. <laughs> yeah. oh. I have Brian Ferry on the soundtrack. Uh, 
I always want to get Roxy Music in there. And I did. I got Roxy Music in one of my films. Um, yeah, listen, um, the score and the soundtrack is, you know, has always been a very important factor in my films. Um, obviously, it's not different with Malignant. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Eyes of Lauren Mars is a good one. My yeah. second recommendation was Lucio Fulci's The Psychic from 1977. Oh, it's wow. Nice. About premonitions. It's a really, it's a good one. And I also, I really felt like Fulci's Gates of Hell trilogy. Like I got that kind of the yeah, Beyond. Yeah, and House the by Beyond, the yeah. Yeah, I got that yeah. vibe. I love the, the Beyond. I, I, I do, I love Fulci's. If I were to ever do a zombie film, it would be very much Fulci meets Val Luton. That's what it would be like. Yeah. I love that. And I will watch <laughs> that a million times. <laughs> awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate it. Talk to you yeah. soon. Bye-bye. Sorry. <gasps>